Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, you are listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. And yes, it is me back here in the saddle again after something I have to apologize for last week. I had shared, I just want to make this this brief and, and, and quick, um, but we have had here in the Huff household some challenges um, <laughs> in recent days and and. Well, in in recent days in particular, um, Oz, who, by the way, um, and we've decided we were going to tell you this anyway, Oz is actually my, my wife, and she has uh, been struggling for the second time now with... She's had COVID. Now, she's fine. I don't want anyone to to worry about her or me. So she was uh, had tested positive on Monday night, and she produces, helps produce the program now. She's on staff here at the show. And so she, um, it, Similarly to what happened to her the first time, she she got we COVID went through this house in believe it or not February of 2020. I don't know that I've ever even said that on here because I didn't you know I just I don't like to mention necessarily stuff like that, and we didn't really know what she had the first time. I had been following COVID, uh, doing what we you know do here every day, following stuff happening in the news and. I'd been watching what had happened in China up until that point, and I, I guess I had wondered at the time if she had actually been, well, if she contracted COVID, but it wasn't really supposed to be here yet. That was the, the story back then. That's when it was on, what, cruise ships, and they weren't letting the people on the cruise ships onto the shore and all that sort of stuff. And anyway, after after they tried virtually everything conceivable they they told us i remember taking her i took her to prompt med one day this was not this time by the way this was the first time and they told us that she had uh they, they didn't know what she had i remember they tested her for flu um they were going to test her for mono and i said what is you know Oz, do you want to do you want to be tested for mono? And we were talking to the staff, and basically, they I said, "What if what if you know that she has it?" And they said, "Well, it's, there's really nothing we can do still." And I said, "So, do we really need to know?" And she said, "No." So that was kind of the pre- presumption that she had mono at the time, which we kind of you know didn't think that that was 
what she had, but we didn't know what was going on. And it was months later um, that she had been tested for COVID antibodies and actually had those in her uh, in her bloodstream or in her blood draw. And so that's when we first realized that's what had gone through our house back in February of 2020. All right, so about eh, about six weeks before everything started locking down here in in America. So that was the first time. So um, then she tested positive a week ago today in the evening. And again, she's when this hits her, um, she doesn't develop a cough. Her um, her oxygen levels are completely fine, and all of that. Um, it's just extreme fatigue for her, extreme fatigue. So she's been um, here resting and, you know, with everything else going on. And uh, in fact, even this morning, I had some technical problems because I don't do this <laughs> uh, without without her help nowadays. And so that's what's been going on here that and of course we're this is our last weekend in week in the house we sold our house and are about to go on the truth tour where we'll be taking this program our television show and other things to outlets around the country and in the hopes that with the plan of growing the reach of the program getting on stations and speaking and all different things like that so we're supposed to be out of this, our home, which is where we broadcast from. Lots of changes is what I'm telling you. So that's what happened last week. And I am very sorry. Um, and I think we're back into the routine next week. We will be out. We should have some guest hosts. Um, that's that's the plan to have some guest hosts next week as we will take a much needed little family vacation, assuming Assuming she's back to normal and all that. And then off with the truth tour and um, we'll be broadcasting remotely in the days and weeks to come with that. So that's what's been going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that we were out four days last week. But again, everything's fine. I don't want anyone worrying. Um, she is much better. She had a fever and she had fatigue. And, you know, I, I tested. You remember me? I've, I've not had a voice here for, I mean, for weeks. I tested. It was the first time I'd ever tested. I had a COVID test and I tested negative. And, you know, the symptoms, you know, the symptoms with these things. I mean, it's like what? Cough, headache, body aches, fatigue. It's the same symptoms for so many things. Nobody knows what's going on right now. So I don't know if that's, you know, even though I tested negative, I begin to find myself wondering, is that what did I have that? I mean, I have no idea when it comes down to, uh, comes down to it. So I am feeling fine. She is feeling better and we will be getting back to normal here this week. And again, I appreciate your patience and my apologies for the latter half of last week. So, thank you for being patient with us, is I guess how I should say that. So, I mentioned the Truth Tour. The Truth Tour will begin here uh, in a couple of weeks, mid, mid-September, after we take a brief family 
vacation, and then we will be. Uh, that's what we'll be we'll be doing here. Um, so you can follow us if you're interested. You know, we're gonna share not just as we speak and do different things around the country. We'll share that as well. But if you want to see what's going on with our our trip and our travels, where we are, what we're doing, um, just that part of the adventure, you can. You know, we we've set up this online community and we're building it. And again, it's it's um, you know something we're building a block at a time. But you can follow us there. It's completely free. Community dot You can create a free account in our community and see what's uh, what's going on. See what's transpiring. See what you know. Just I don't know. Just who knows? I mean, this is exciting for us and, you know, we'll get to see and experience things and we'd love to share that uh, with, with you as well if you would like to participate in that. So kind of housekeeping stuff off the top of the show, but I wanted to get that out of the way since um, I have gotten some questions and I know I haven't been responsive at all. Um, with our with our emails because we've gotten we in the past week or so we've gotten we've gotten a, our truck and our fifth wheel um we've had you know a sale here we're going to be sending many things to auction storing some things you know getting some you know, just uh, some of the stuff we need to do all this on the road there's some pieces of the puzzle that are not into that haven't fallen into place yet. And candidly, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, we, we lost a week, I guess, last week. So um, now we're, now we're um, I guess, a little bit under the gun as we get back into normal here this week. But that's what happened last week. We are doing better. We're doing, uh, my wife is feeling much better. And there you have it. And now you know that Oz is is my wife as well. So I'm going to take a timeout here. Quick timeout. When we get back, lots of stuff, folks, to catch up on. Lots of things happening in, uh, obviously, Afghanistan. Politically here, we've got a hurricane, Hurricane Ida slamming into the Louisiana coast, pummeling, uh, pummeling New Orleans. We've got comparisons at CNN.com, at CNN now, between President Biden and George W. Bush's presidencies in, well, Bush's presidency from 2005, Biden's presidency today with, you know, just uh, the, the political analysts around it. And it's, it's, you know, I like to watch not just, you know, there's there's the humanity side of this. And the loss of life and all the stuff happening with Afghanistan and the just the the strategic side of this with the military and the the what what our military what our nation but in particular the the men and women who have served in Afghanistan have sacrificed that's been basically um i mean it's it's totally their sacrifices have been completely um, disrespected by how this has transpired in the past couple of weeks. 
And then, of course, we've got the comparisons, the talking heads who are trying to share their input. And it's interesting. You've got Democrats beginning to lose faith in the the approval rating for Biden amongst Democrats is dropping dramatically or significantly for the first time. And we're just seven, seven and a half, well, seven months or seven and a half months in to his presidency. And remember, he was supposed to save us from President Trump. And I think a lot of people have, I know a lot of people have buyer's remorse. They realize that you just don't vote against someone. You have to have someone in a position of leadership leading the country, all that happening. And we'll talk about that and a lot more as the program comes together. So again, thank you for your patience last week with me and with Oz. We're going to gradually get back into the swing of things here today. Patience with me too, as I'm actually doing this solo this morning, but it'll be off. We'll be just fine. We'll be just fine. So sit tight. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. My friends, by the way, program brought to you in part by Kiladent. Kiladent is able to do paintless dent repair services to your vehicle. Maybe you've been hit by hail damage. Hail damage has gone through this area and did a lot of damage uh, to vehicles in the past. There's been several hail storms that have gone through metro indianapolis and depending it's amazing depending upon where you live you may be close to where the hail hits or you may not even have so much as a raindrop so if your if your car got hit with the hail damage and you're looking to have a quick um, less expensive way to have your car repaired consider the folks at Kiladent. sid and his team sid's a great guy um the team does good work you can actually, when you take your car in, you can see some of the work that they do, and it's it's an art what they do. It really is. Kiladent, for more information, they're located in Avon. Be sure to tell them that you heard about them here on our program. So let's get into let's get into what's to what's going on. What in the world is going on in Afghanistan? You heard me last week. Uh, probably the week before, now that I stop and think about it, with our being here only, I think, one day last week, but the week before, talking about this unmitigated disaster, this dumpster fire that we are seeing in Afghanistan. You see the administration trying to uh, to blame President George, well, probably George Bush, too, but President Donald J. Trump for what they have um, what they've caused in Afghanistan. And I'll tell you something. You know this already. You know that if President Trump was still president, if he was still commander-in-chief, you would know, you would know that there is no way, you do know this, there's no way that this would have gotten to this point. Now, I don't, I don't like to do this. I really don't. I don't like to do this. You know, they say that politics is supposed to end 
at the water's edge. That used to be a thing here in this country. We could fight politically about domestic issues, but as soon as there was a threat outside our borders, back when we had borders as well, but back when we, you know, we, we would face a pressure, an internal or an external threat, be it uh, the Nazis in Germany, be it the, I mean, to some degree, it wasn't completely this way during the Cold War, but to some degree, during the early days of of the Cold War, America during, you know, after 9-11, united in ways I have never seen in my lifetime. And we're quickly approaching the 20th, I should say anniversary. It's a, you know, it's, it's weird to kind of say it like that, but the 20th, uh, the 20th year since 9-11 when we all know what happened on that fateful morning when hijackers took four aircraft under their control, hijacked those killing pilots and flight attendants with, um, with, with razor blades and small knives and that sort of thing, gaining cont- uh, control of the aircraft and then taking them to destinations where they were crashing these these aircraft into buildings uh, where there were many people killing, obviously, people on board and killing people inside the buildings. They struck as well. They struck, of course, the two trade towers. They struck the Pentagon. And then Flight 93, Flight 93, they believe, was headed either towards the Capitol building or the White House in Washington, D.C. The, the, that, that flight was a little bit late. 30 minutes or so taking off passengers were calling loved ones aboard flight 93 they were getting information as to what was happening they understood that the other planes had had crashed i don't know if they knew about the pentagon yet but they did know about the trade towers and they knew that was the case that their that their plane was headed towards another destination i don't think they had really any idea where but they quickly decided to fight back people like Todd Beamer. Let's roll was the last words that he said as they charged that cockpit and actually fought back to regain control of the aircraft. And they prevented, of course, what happened at the the Pentagon and at the World Trade Towers from happening elsewhere. Again, they believe it was going to be the Capitol building or the White House, potentially, in Washington, D.C. That's 20 years ago. 20 years ago. But Americans used to unite after things like this. Americans, it's almost like a a smack across the face when you realize, say, after Pearl Harbor, right? I mean, Pearl Harbor, the Japanese Empire attacked our naval base, our, you know, island our state of Hawaii, and that's what got us into World War II, which is a fascinating. I've, I've been, I, I love, I love history. I love American history in particular. And I'm a huge fan of the Revolution period and those founders who made this, you know, decisions that made this nation possible. I love the words that they use in the Declaration of Independence. I love just their willingness to fight for their liberty. And there's some things I've read on that that are 
<laughs> concerning to me from people who uh, more and more people understand liberty less and less and just how important it is. It's, a, it's as though history for some folks, they, they have no ability to understand that what we're experiencing here because of the liberties that this nation um, has I, secured or identified and they've recognized, we've recognized as a nation that our liberties come from God and not government. That's the foundation for all of this um, prosperity and goodness are those ideas. And I don't want to get into that at the moment. I simply am pointing out here that history is important, and I love to study and read history. But I'm also fascinated by World War II history. And there's some things that I've you know, learned in recent months. I'd always had an admiration uh, for Henry Ford. But you look at what these guys did to, to help fight back. I mean, these... These industry titans and, and giants, they built their businesses and, you know, did things. And I remember listening to our, my, some of my professors in college saying that Henry Ford and Ray Kroc were two of the worst people that ever existed. As this little yuppie professor was carrying his Starbucks in and, you know, just there to lecture us on the the ills of capitalism and a free society and mass production. And, of course, Henry Ford, they want to blame him for global warming, climate change, whatever we call it today. And But Henry Ford, Henry Ford and other people like him who built businesses, who, who understood how to mass produce things, these guys helped fight and win – World War II. And the point is, is that that's, that's how we used to fight wars, right? We, we came together as a country. The men signed up to go on the front lines, put their names, you know, signed their names, lied about their ages many times just to fight back because they loved their country. They wanted to stand and defend this beautiful place that we call the United States of America. The women took over the factory positions that a lot of these men um, had abandoned. I don't want to say that in a bad way, but they they left their jobs to go fight on the front lines against these evils that we were that we were facing. And you know, we did have that not not in the same way, but we had that collective coming together moment after nine eleven. And Bush's approval numbers were skyrocketing. Uh, people, people, you know, treated people like individuals, like human beings again. It's been twenty years. It's been twenty years. It seems like a, and it's incredible to think that it's it's been that long. But at the same time, it's only been twenty years, and and now we've got this in Afghanistan. We've got you know this 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 nation where. And look, I mean, there's some reasons that we obviously went there. That's where they, they Al-Qaeda, used, um, you know, they, they used Afghanistan as a, um, well, as the, as the, the launch point or the, the training, the, the place where they had safe haven 
to conduct some of these trainings and was ultimately their kind of command and control um, headquarters in the early days in the war, the, their terrorist uh, attacks on the United States of America. And that's where we went in. That's where bin Laden was at first. He, it's not where he ended up. Of course, he ended up in Pakistan. And thank you, Obama, for teaching me how to say that. But we had that was what we, you know, we 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 had that as a target. That was, you know, once we understood the American people understood who we were up against and where they were, the American people were all in to go to these places and smoke these losers and these evildoers out of their caves. And that's what we did. And now it's totally almost, it's almost exactly back to where it was when we went. Now we didn't go there to fight the Taliban and, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, And of course, even at the time, some of these things I remember even trying to think through them, I mean, these are complicated problems, right? It's not, it's not cut and dry. You know, you get to Afghanistan and you realize the reason they had safe haven was because the Taliban let, let al-Qaeda do it. It wasn't like they were, you know, some people will tell you the, that al-Qaeda and the Taliban, they're, you know, they're not friends or not. That's, I mean, in some ways that's, that's true because these are, in a sense, rivals. They want control of their own region, uh, regions, and they want to be the, the, the boss. But if you look at what they do, what they believe, it's very close to one another, right? I mean, it's the, these are folks who want to institute Islamic Sharia law, and they want to be the ones that make up the rules and interpret the rules and enforce the rules. They tell the rest of the world how to live, take away. Well, in the case of Al-Qaeda, they wanted to you know, rule the world. They wanted to have a, a caliphate that ruled worldwide. The Taliban's vision is smaller, but hey, they are, they're all on board to seeing freedom eradicated as well. I mean, we can see that in the weeks since this mess has happened in Afghanistan People fleeing, people doing whatever they can, throwing babies over razor wire fences, running for their lives, running to the mountains, running to the airport, trying to get away, leaving everything, everything that they have, all their hopes and dreams, everything, because it has been squashed by the Taliban, and they are fleeing. They just want out of there. They'll leave with the clothes on their back. They just want out. A lot of these folks have helped the American forces. Our nation has officially abandoned a lot of these folks. We have people behind Taliban lines. We've got this attack at the airport. We've got the deaths of 13 U.S. Marines. It is an unmitigated disaster. Unmitigated disaster. And people are beginning to see People are beginning to see. In fact, I had, I got to take a break here, but I had the hippie lib. There's a name, a blast from the past, a friend of mine who has helped and continues to help with some stuff here. Um, but she, she sent me something over the weekend, an article about the Democrats 
and just general polling for Biden and how it's been it's been dropping. And it's not just Afghanistan. Some of there's there's other things going on here too. And it's it's buyer's remorse. It's a understanding, I guess, a realization that you just don't vote, as I said earlier, against whoever was in power. You can't just say we don't want Trump's America or Trump's tweets. There's got to be someone else that comes in and replaces Trump. And now we look at this and we think, and many Democrats, the folks that voted for him, they, they, they're they having at least questions. Some folks, and what was it, it was almost 10% of Democrats would change they regret their vote and want to, you know, would vote differently today. Seven and a half months in, what have they accomplished? You look at what's on the political horizon for the midterms. This is this is shaping up to be a complete and utter political bloodbath for the Democrats. And I don't want to get too much into the politics of this yet, just because of the humanity of this. We we lost lives that did not need to be lost. There's a recording, I've listened to it, I've gone back and forth whether or not I'm going to play it, of a mother who a mother who just lost one of those Marines that died was her son. She called in, called in to another program and was you know, basically unleashing on, on Biden and the people who had voted for Biden and allowed this to happen and all this, right? All this humanity and all this loss of life and now we got the political fallout we got the mess to contend with we've got how other we got this problem with now how other nations are going to view biden which they've already viewed biden the way that they view biden you know anyway but now it's you know they see that he um is is clearly incompetent clearly not up to the challenge and this is not good for other troublemakers on the world stage as well other hot spots around the world we're now talking about isis again all this stuff seven and a half months my friends seven and a half months right there for anybody who wants to see it obama was president we had isis trump came in isis was gone trump leaves office afghanistan has fallen to the taliban and now we're talking about ISIS again. Seven and a half months. Astonishing. I mean, predictable in a lot of ways, but astonishing to just watch this dumpster fire burn before our eyes. And the attempts of some to cover the tracks or to place blame at the feet of someone else. But, but some in the media are now beginning to say this is actually Biden's fault. Again, comparing Biden today in 2021 to President Bush and what was happening in 2005. Maybe I'll reference that uh, more directly here, this CNN article, this opinion piece. But I'm long. In this segment, that's what happens when there's not an Oz over here throwing stuff at me, and I got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. Going to be a super short segment because I was super long last segment. Oh, you know, let me just really quickly read for you some of these headlines 
that are in just articles, and we won't be able to obviously get to all these today. Tippy Libs sent me this one over the weekend headline here. This is at CNN.com. CNN, my friends. CNN reporting. Now, these are, again, opinion pieces, but to see these at places like CNN tells us a lot. It's not just Afghanistan. Americans are losing faith in Biden on many issues. Biden refuses to take Afghanistan questions, walks away after offering to take questions at FEMA, walks away from the podium on that. Here's another one. Another one. This is the Daily Wire. I was I'm considering, I'm not going to do it today uh, just because of time, but Mother of you, a slain U.S. Marine unloads on Biden, a feckless, dementia-ridden piece of crap. Treasonous, that's what she she called him. Um, what about this? When the transfer of the Marine, uh, the Marines, their bodies, came to Dover, uh, Biden is on camera checking his watch. That really happened. Here's another headline, Washington uh, Poe, no, Washington Examiner, excuse me. U.S. handed out blank copies of visas in Afghanistan, setting up, uh, setting terrorists up, ex-FBI agent. Oh, gee. Um, And then, of course, there is a story in Breitbart um, of an opinion of a Representative Representative Donalds, Byron Donalds from Florida, um, who compared, well, he said that Biden's desire for a photo op of nine on or around 9-11, right, a photo op showing victory and withdrawal from Afghanistan is what fueled, this is his opinion, and I'm not saying he's wrong or right, I'm just sharing it, um, that this was... Um, we have his quote was we have dead servicemen because Biden wanted a photo op for September 11th. Those are the the headlines, and some of those are from, of course, conservative outlets like like Breitbart, but not all of them are. Not all of them are. CNN's realizing that there's a problem, and this now this leads into the whole the whole discussion on what's happening or what's going to happen next. I think for the first time, they're really seriously talking about what do we do? Do we enact the 25th Amendment? I really believe that those conversations are, in fact, happening. But again, they don't have any clear political winners here because Kamala is hated more than Biden. So quick timeouts in order. Got to take a break. Back here in just a minute. You know, I've said a version of this before, but it's, it's the, I don't know if it's the nature of politics or the nature of the left and how they make political decisions, but this is 
when, when things like this happen, the first question they always ask is how does this hurt us? How do we shift the narrative? How do we, you know, change what we're talking about? And so when you see headlines like this from CNN, what that effectively means is that they've had these discussions and they realize no matter how they slice it or dice it or try to spin it, they're left with the same realities. The American people have now seen a glimpse of the truth, meaning that they saw what it was like under, well, you can go back to Obama for some folks who were paying attention. They saw, you know, ISIS take over countries on his watch. They saw that stop on Trump's watch. Now they see what's happening on Biden's watch here as it pertains to Afghanistan and ISIS and all this other stuff. And they've realized that they can't spin it. They can't spin it. And so now they're trying to, everything is, is again, about optics. What can we do to make this look a certain way or help us? Make no mistake, this is about 2022. And they're already set up for a shellacking. And this is, I hate to even say this, but this is how, this is what's being discussed in those meetings. I, th- there's zero doubt in my mind about this. This is how they go about this. How can we spin it? How can we change it? Do we need to replace the guy? There's, these discussions are taking place, and I'm just out of time here. Quick timeout. Back here to wrap up in just a minute. Welcome back. Again, I know some of you are thinking that this might be the time, and it, it could be. It could be the time that the Democrats are, you know, seriously going to look at, you know, removing Biden with the 25th Amendment or what have you. Uh, but again, I just, what's their choices? Kamala? I mean, they, they realize this. They realize this, and they don't have a good option at this particular point. So, and 2022 is breathing down their notes. I've got to go. It's great to be back. Thanks for your patience. Have a great week. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.